When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The future of the All-Stars, Webby. Let's take away the Latrell Mitchell, Jack Whiten incident because th- there's got to be some questions around this. I spoke to Tony Kemp yesterday who's called it nothing better than a reserve-grade match with all the pullouts. He's cynical of the pullouts as well, whether you need to freshen up or you got bitten by one of your four dogs in Nelson <laughs> asper Solomona's case. But the fact of the matter is you'd rather have it, wouldn't you? Is it more of a scheduling issue than anything else. We've just had a World Cup. Well, this is the thing. So midway through last year, certain clubs pointed out to the NRL, oh, you're scheduling an an All-Stars match for early February. They said, oh, yeah, yeah, what's the problem? They said, well, usually they don't have it the year after a World Cup because players finish late. And under the current collective bargaining agreement, whatever that may be, whether it's signed or not, (laughs) they've got to have six weeks before they have trained, before they come back and and play, so just they've ignored that the NRL, and as a consequence, they've had all these reasons for uh, players not participating in the match on Saturday. I thought when Josh Adokar pulled out, to me that was a, a pretty damning sign because because Fox, as we know, is a very proud Indigenous man, um, and he he loves that match in particular. It would have broken his heart not to play in it. Sure. Did you have any thoughts that he was pulling out in terms of player action? Because As in it, CBA no, style? No, no, no. It was no, just no, got no. I, I, I can't go I to the think, season. I think under the under the under the uh the current agreement he, he had or Canberra had avenue to stop him from playing. Right. <clears throat> so yeah. I'm not entirely sure whether Fox wanted to play but was told not to by his club. Either way, he's not playing. And I think if you look at the teams, Tony Kemp's right. They are basically glorified mm. reserve grade teams. Like imagine if, uh, uh, imagine if the NRL did pull uh, Whiten and Latrell out of it. Oh, then she falls it, off a cliff. It falls off a cliff. Exactly. Yeah. I I'm a real big believer in the All Stars concept and was in the early years of it. Um, you know, I was always a big supporter of Preston and everything that he, Preston Campbell and what he wanted to do. And I remember the first game on the Gold Coast and the NRL were very proactive in um, how much access the media got. It was basically any journal who went up there got whoever they want. And I was lucky enough to shadow the NRL All-Stars team, which was captained by Cameron Smith. Um, but I, I got great access to the room before the game, then on the bench at half time, And then I watched the second half sitting next to Bennett. Wayne Bennett was the coach yeah. of, the, of the NRL team in his coach's box. And just to see... There's so much love around the game, you know. Yeah. The game, it's the game's very ruthless, very cynical. The grind of the NRL season it gets pretty can get pretty, uh, pretty down and dirty. But there's a lot of positives to come out of that mm. week, and I just think the NRL and the clubs and the coaches need to support it more and foster it more um, than what they're currently doing because there's been a slow erosion of a slow decline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and I when I spoke to Kempi yesterday because I've I've spoken to a few of the players and those involved in it and what you read and see is that this is a culturally important match to those cultures and the cultural importance of it 
is in some ways now starting to overshadow the match itself. So what's the importance of the actual game of football in the middle of it all is probably the big question that they've got to answer. And on the scheduling thing about that, somebody asked me yesterday on the text, Webby, uh, you know, do you get excited about the All-Stars match, Matty, as you, as you did when it first came out? Back to your point. And once I started thinking about it, I thought, look, I love the All-Stars concept and I understand those that see the importance of the cultural side of it. But it also gets a little bit lost. We've got a pre-season comp starting tomorrow. Yeah. And in the middle of that, we've got a World Club Challenge. And in the middle of that, we've got points up for grabs and a hundred grand. So where does this sit? This thing. So in my in my scheduling and, head, and then and then a twenty six round season, right? In my sh- and four weeks of finals, <laughs> and then some more test. Stop matches. it! You give me an ice cream and headache. Some origin. In my scheduling head, I go, <laughs> okay, stops. if if the All Stars match is of the importance that it is, or you want to make it the importance, then make it the start of the season. Guess what, folks? Footy's back, and this is what we start with. Then we do some sort of preseason. I'm not a scheduler, so I don't know where that fits. So could you fit it? Just take away all the other issues around it, but let's have a look at where you'd fit it date-wise for its um, to make it more important. Would you fit it before as a standout alone before a preseason, or would you now put it into one of the three buy rounds that we've got? No, no, mm. I don't know. I can't really work out what I'm doing today, let alone in the next <laughs> what the NRL should do in the next year. Um, I, I liked it where it is. I like it around this time of year, but I just think they need to be. Uh, I, I'm not that big on the. I have to say though, I'm looking forward to the preseason games this weekend. There's some crackers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's some cracking lineups. Yeah, some crack in the and there's some. They're not at full full strength, but there's some of them are pretty close. Um, I don't know. Maybe yeah. play it a week earlier. That, maybe played, they maybe played. They should have played it last weekend. That's what I'm thinking. I but mean, the, you're still going to. The problem is, is in a World Cup year. That's right. So like, but this is a, this is a different year compared to to most yeah. because of the World Cup. Then you're World asking Cup. Fox to play even earlier, for instance. Sure. Although then he gets another week recovery, perhaps. This is the you know the balancing game. So we got to the end of that. We don't have an answer. Uh, Mitchell Moses. So the guessing game continues on this one. So, yes. look, it's going to go around. It's going to keep going around in circles. Eels or Tigers seems to be the most likely to, perhaps the Bulldogs. What I thought this morning was, is there a left field option? Because every time I hear, yeah, I, every time I hear Mitchell Moses and contract talks, I hear either stay at the Eels or go to the West Tigers. That's it. Well, the, the dogs were were keen on him for sure, but uh, Phil Gould came out and said no. I thought it was going to be interesting to see if that was ever going to happen because when Phil Gould was at Penrith, he said he'd never work with Isaac Moses, who is uh, who is uh, Mitchell's cousin and manager ever again, yeah. and he'd have to swallow some pride gus and deal. And, and and halfback is the missing piece in the Bulldogs puzzle from next year, isn't it? I think that's the only thing that they. But the only player he hasn't signed is a so halfback. Would you still put him on that radar? You no, know that it, no, you no, know no, that I, anything can happen. I, I mean, know just by saying you're not no longer. It's all it's all yeah. brinkmanship. It's all it's all negotiation. You know. But so as I understand it, and I think as the Parramatta understand it, the Tigers' offer is about two hundred k extra, hundred to two hundred k extra a year, which is good coin. Mm. But uh, I know Mitchell has said in the last twenty four hours that premiership premierships mean more than money. And if that's the case, then he would be mad to leave that Parramatta team. He really would. As, as much as there's good things happening at the Tigers and, I've, you know, they've got Papa Lee and they've got um, a Coruscant, they've got the new coaching dream team of, uh, of Sheens, Marshall and Farrah, 
I don't think that revolution is going to happen overnight. I think it's going to take some time. And it's still, the, there's plenty of doubt about just how that coaching structure is going to work and who's going to be there at the end of this season and, and when does T- Tim leave, all that mm. type of stuff. So uh, if, if you're Mitchell Moses and you want to win a comp, then you stay at the club you're at. If you're Mitchell Moses and you want to take a bit of a punt, a bit of a gamble, you want to play it a little bit differently, do you look at possibly a one-year extension with the Eels? No. For instance, and have a look around at who else might need a halfback in 2024, maybe 2025. Or you've got to keep going. No, you get a, you want the security of three years, surely, mm. at the at the least. Um, <clears throat> I think the fact that they've signed, they've extended Dylan Brown, that that's, means the world to him. I love Dylan Brown's quote. Does he want to play with Luke Brooks or me? Cop that. Yeah. Brooksy? Yeah. Put that one out there. Uh, have you got a left field option for Mitchell Moses? I'm interested if anyone out there in conspiracy land can come up with a, a left field option. Perhaps a club down the road that might need a full uh, halfback that could, that could tempt Mitchell Moses in a 2025, for instance, and maybe he does a short-term deal. Not sure. I tend to agree with you at his age, where he's at. It's very rare too, isn't it, that you're the player left standing as the player in demand. The most in-demand player at the moment happens to be Mitchell Moses. He's not going to get that again, more than likely, in a year's time, for instance. It'll be the next most in-demand player. So if you can if you can find that spot in all the noise of player movement and player management and signings and all that kind of business, then you've got to strike while the iron's hot. Yes. That said, look, I think Mitchell is an gr- unbelievable player, but... I don't have him in my top halfbacks in the game, you know. I don't uh, – but I think it says a lot about the lack of halves that are around that he's a million-dollar player. But the jury's still out on his ability to steer a team to a comp, as, we, as we've as we seen. So if he, if he – They made the if, grand final. I know they did, but they didn't win it. Beaten by a team that I would suggest would be pretty much any team that was coming up against him. I know, but he's, you know, he's only just starting to deliver on – the promise that he showed when he first joined Parramatta. So um, there will always be question marks about his uh, his mm. his uh, premiership winning ability.